You're listening to Arc Radio Podcast. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to Crisis of Faith uh, with Sheikh Amr Jamil. Um, welcome to Radio Ramadan, it's 87.7 FM. Uh, hopefully you're having a wonderful Ramadan. Um, joining me in the studio today is uh, our usual, my usual co-host, Abdul Wadud. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalamu man, how are you doing? Alhamdulillah, not bad yourself? Yeah, not bad. I've... Uh Considering the topic we're talking about today, I've decided to bring along my wife yeah, as well. Yeah. So Zenith's here in the studio as well. Assalamu alaikum. Just a last minute addition to the show. <laughs> yes, I think it's really important. So our topic today, um, uh, if you remember, if you're just joining us for the first time, the crisis of faith, which is um, every Saturday night or Sunday morning, um, is really trying to address some of these issues that are facing our community in relation to factors that are leading people to have doubts about their faith and actually leaving their faith as well Um, and so week one we talked the whole aspect of homosexuality and the the implications that can have on a person's faith last week we talked about um, why God allows suffering and this week we're going to be talking about why is Islam so unfair to women Uh, but before we get cracking with our topic um, we've, off, what we often do is sometimes people contact us after one of the shows yeah. um, And actually you can look, catch up with a lot of uh, the Radio Ramadan programs on SoundCloud So if you just you know go online and have a look for that um, so Sometimes people ask questions and it's useful yeah. I think just to uh, recap And one of the things that we talked a lot about suffering And quite a very, very sensitive topic last week Yeah um, And People have co- contacted us and we're looking for some further advice from the Sheikh and if you could maybe share that with the listeners. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously we were talking about, as Saman Bai said, about uh, suffering last week and specifically about bereavement. Uh, so some somebody got in contact with us about, especially of young children, uh, it seems like our community are particularly emotionally stunted when it comes to comforting the bereaved to some extent. There are a lot of empty platitudes without actually comforting the person. It sounds like from um, one of this, uh, one of our questioners, is that it sounds like most people are ending up more heart, more hurt than comforted. So, Sheikh, how do we address the proper way to comfort the bereaved? Things, you know, just like things to say and not to say. How to be emotionally aware and you know um, astute when it comes to dealing with people that maybe already in pain and not to cause further pain. I know that we've already discussed some of this on last year's show, Cradle to the Grave, when we when we talked about bereavement. But Sheikh, if you could just give a recap um, of some of those uh, some of those pieces of advice that you have. Okay, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulullah, salamu alaykum wa rahmatullah. Wa alaykum um, So, we have a concept in Islam called ta'ziyah, or in the pack communities called afsos, which is giving condolences the idea behind it is that obviously somebody's got somebody's had a loss, so they're um, you know sad. It's a sad occasion, and you're supposed to go there and almost like share in their sadness. Just like a wedding, when you go, um, you're supposed to be quite happy and jolly because you're you're sharing in that blessing, you're sharing in that happy time with them. Death is the same thing. Death has come to that person. It's almost as if you're extending your your heart to that person, saying, "Look, I feel sad for you." Uh, and therefore, your demeanour should um, should reflect that. And the Prophet وسلم, did the ta'ziyah. Um, he he sat for a while, 
and he showed sadness on his face. In all the words, he was showing that he's sharing in that that sad time with that person. It's not going to be the same when you when you lose somebody and someone else is coming to pay their respects. It's not the same. But the fact is that you feel for their loss, um, and you should be empathetic. So there's lots of etiquettes. So one of the etiquettes is that you don't elongate it. So you're supposed to only do the ta'ziyah for the first three days. So that's like the the, the the most difficult period because it's just sh- you know it's kind of shock. People are in shock. They don't know what to do. You're supposed to gather around yeah. your your family, your friends, um, help them take care of the burial, everything that needs to be done. You do all the running about for them, bring them food um, because they're probably not going to be thinking about that. So feeding them, making sure they're looked after, okay, making sure that they're okay. Um, just being a listening ear more than talking, just listening. Can you can you do too much? You know, during that period, you can yeah. do too much. Um, in fact, I mean. Uh, I mean, I've read in the books that you, you when, once you go once in the three days, you don't go back. So my my habit is that I don't go every every day. Uh, some okay. people I don't go every day. I don't go every day. I go once. Um, now, if people um, don't, if people think that I, I don't care as much, well, that's just because I'm following what I have studied. You know, that's I'm not uh, I'm not doing it. I'm doing it based on knowledge. Um, so you know, you go there. I tend to just go. I'll read Surah Yasin, I'll quietly read whatever, unless someone asks me. In my kind of position, people start asking me questions, which is fine. Otherwise, I won't really say anything. Um, so it's not a time when you're supposed to talk. Now, what I find is that when people go, um, they'll ask the person what happened. Mm. you know. And the thing is, look, the person's passed away. They've probably explained that to 20 people before you. And you asking them, you're just making them repeat themselves again. I'm sure you can find out from somebody else. You don't have to find out from them. So I would say, don't go and ask them what happened, right? You know that they've passed away. You're there to pay your condolences. If they bring up conversation, that's different. But don't you start asking them questions. So don't basically burden them with any questions. Don't ask them irrelevant things. Um, what I find is that people um, stay too long. When you go for a ta'zi, you're supposed to go for a short period pay your respects and leave. What happens when you stay too long is that eventually you get tired of reading Quran or doing dhikr or whatever and you start talking, right? So people start then start chit-chatting with other people and then they start distracting people. It sometimes gets noisy and it's a bit disrespectful if you're mm-hmm. talking about football or what happened in the news and someone's you're supposed to be there sharing in, in, uh, in the sadness of that person. So I would say do not elongate your, uh, your visits. Go for a short period. And leave if your family that you need to be there, you know, um, to help out. That's different. If you're just going there, go for a short period, give him respects, um, make dua for the person, um, say to them, look, if you if you need anything, give me a shout. I'm here. Um, if you want to talk to anyone, you know that kind of thing. And that's it. Um, don't put burden on their family. Yeah. So when uh, the Prophet said when Jaffer's family passed away, he said um, he said make food for the family of Jafar because actually the hadith said because the, um, something has come to them which has busied them in other words the death so that's the point that they're they're bereaving right they're uh, in that state uh, they're not in a normal state of mind so you're supposed to take care of all their other things so yeah. they can they can just foc- focus on their emotions and come around to it uh, and also um, you know just simple things like may Allah give you sabr you know, may Allah make it easy for you. You know, that kind of stuff is fine. You know, but, but not not like going on about what happened. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, with regards to specifically with um, death of young children, which is quite, you know, which can I can imagine would be much more uh, difficult to talk about. How do? What are the kind of things to say and not to say <coughs> from your perspective? Um, just, um, just reiterating like Islamic um, things, like you know, um, you know. Right, we're we're from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. We return to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. We don't know how long we're here for. It was Allah's decree that they took the child. Allah knows best. Allah does what He does once in His creation, uh, and giving them comfort that everything is a recompense. So this hadith about uh, I mean, when this happens, usually people ask me. I've sent hadith to them before. So this hadith about the first thing you'd say is that look, inshallah, at least your child is in paradise. So mm-hmm. there's no accounting. They're going to go straight to paradise. So there's no more suffering. So whatever suffering they had in this world, that's it, it's over. And that's ultimately what you want on it. You want the best for your child. So the the good news is that at least they've gone straight to paradise. There's no accountability. Um, secondly, that if they die before the period of puberty, uh, like there's no accountability. And also, they will intercede for the parents. So the recompense or the the, recom- the, the reward for the parents is that they show patience, patience and they will find that their child will be waiting for them there. In the next life, to uh, in fact, this hadith about the child would refuse to go into paradise except by like pulling their parents' hands, you know. So that that's, that <coughs> is just like you cannot, you can't. Nothing can like compare to that at all. Hmm. So giving them hadith like that, giving them, um, uh, you know, um, kind of almost positive, putting a positive spin on it, yeah. basically. That look, we're all going to go, right? We're all going to go. Not everyone can live to eighty. Some people are going to go early. This is your test. Allah's given you this test. May Allah give you patience, sabr. I can't imagine what you're going through because it's not happened to me. But you know, I know that people that that d- did happen to, you know, that they've um, they've gone through it. And also talk about the Prophet ﷺ, how the Prophet ﷺ, all his children passed away in his lifetime, apart from Fatima Zahra, who passed away six months after him. So he went through that. You know, he went through that loss. He lost Ibrahim salam at two years old, and when he lost him. The Sahaba, the Sahaba saw him crying and they said, Ya Rasulullah, do you are you displeased with what God has decreed? And he said, I'm not displeased, but this is like this is my humanness. This is like I can't control this. So the grieving or feeling sad is, is absolutely natural. What he was trying to say this is this is my natural mm. reaction. Uh, uh, you know, I can't help this. However, we do not see anything which is displeasurable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in other words, we accept it, but it doesn't mean you have to enjoy it. So, you know, giving them that comfort that you know the Prophet went through that. Um, you know, so it happens to the greatest of people, um, and those kind of hadith, you know, and that's it. That's all you need to say. There's nothing more you need to say to that person. Um, like I said, if there's anything I can do, and just just saying, how are you doing? Are you doing okay? How's your wife? Is your wife doing yeah. okay? Or husband doing okay? How's you, if you got other children? How are your other children? You know, just showing that you care. Yeah. Uh, about. Their welfare and their well-being. Mm-hmm. Are they okay? You know, are, are they handling it okay? And you so, say, you know, they're handling it as best they can. You know, may Allah subhanahu wa taala make it easy. And that's it. Yeah, that's about it. Jazakallah khair, Sheikh. I think that's that should be of some benefit for our, our listeners, inshallah. Uh, Aman Bay, we're gonna talk about what. Can I just say one thing? Yeah, yeah no, I mean, of course. Can I ask Zina? Zina, um, I mean, obviously, we just I just see the men's side. On the women's side, what have you have you noticed anything which is behaviour which is not helpful you mean in terms of the inequality no 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 in terms of condolences and, and bereavement 
Which is not helpful. When someone's passed away, you know. So well, actually, interestingly, I was I was reading a blog mm-hmm. written by someone, and um, it was her. It wasn't a child; it was a father that passed away, and what she she'd written about how some things aren't helpful to her, and it was just people bringing it up if they didn't really know her. That wasn't helpful. Um, I mean, it's a really. It was just it was just a nice thing to read because I know I I do that I bring it up a lot or you know it's it's a wrong time to bring it up, but in terms of someone whose children have passed away you know my sister's first was a, a stillborn and I don't think I think to say that to someone that you understand their pain I think that's the wrong thing to say you because you just can't understand their pain I think that's one thing that everyone who's lost someone close to them can echo that you no one really no one else really understands it's a really dark place um, and I was speaking to someone and a lot of people in Glasgow know her because she set up something really positive now but she lost her she lost her baby and I was speaking to her recently and she said that she set up a support network now for other mums, bereaved mums and I think that's amazing because the only thing that someone would or the only person that would understand what you're going through is another mother Mm. Um, so I don't know about, I mean I've never personally come across anything inappropriate Um, it's just about keeping it in mind if you know someone's, you know like for example, I know this is not the same thing but losing a father, I mean this, this blog post I was reading, she said that it was difficult for her to see other people flaunting on social media about their fathers, especially on Father's Day. So just keeping things like that in mind or about your children, that other people might have lost their children or lost their fathers, and mm-hmm. you know that's why you shouldn't really flaunt all your blessings. So that's a really good uh, insight there as well, Zina, just like a look at. For more information and to listen to more podcasts, visit us at arc.scot or check out the Arc Media app.